This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 293. We are the Fight Disciples. This episode dedicated to the world of boxing. Uh, if you've only just come across it, you can subscribe via iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. And all our Android feeds, uh, including Spotify, uh, are on our website, fightdisciples.com. If you're on social media, please get involved at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter. And on Instagram, it is at the Fight Disciples. Lots to talk about. Uh, looking back at last weekend and obviously looking ahead towards Cinco de Mayo, which is actually May the 4th uh, this weekend. Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. That was good. good. Thank you. That was a little bit like that geezer from Police Academy. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, what was his name? No idea. No. Nope, but he's right. the geezer that does all the sound effects. Yeah, You're going to yeah. Google him now, aren't you? Go on then. Can't be asked. Do it. Why not? I've just looked on a stat there. What episode's this? 293. But I'm looking. This is our 505th show. Is it? Yeah. There you go. That what? With interviews and radio shows and various things like that. Because we only name the actual episodes. Well, like, well, like the, the UFC. Boxing or the we, UFC. Only, we only, yeah, we these only are the name the pay-per-views. These are the pay-per-views. <laughs> I've noticed as well, right? Again, this is going to be a bit of a humble brag. 505 shows? Ma- fucking hell. Looking, I know what our audience want now, right? Seeing as we've been doing this for nearly four years, mm-hmm. I know what our audience want because I've been looking at the listening figures for uh, pay-per-view shows, which I class this as, <laughs> <laughs> radio programmes and interviews, mm-hmm. right? And the pay-per-views... Smash it. Absolutely. Are near, they're near enough treble anything else that we ever do. Wow. And we're talking about even interviews with Mo Hooker or anything like that. Yeah. So basically, people want us to talk about wanking into a sock, <laughs> your hairy feet, and blocking the bog with your shit. And Cal Brook. Cal Brook impressions. Oh, see, if I do a little bit of Cal Brook now, right, this this is trebled in listenership. Everybody's going, he's doing it, he's doing it. Quick, get on it, baby. Get on it. Wait, hey, listen, give me a couple of minutes. Joe Joyce is coming out in a couple of oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, baby. Fucking Big hell. Joe. Fire. Anybody that thinks that conversation, press conferences and back and forth, even if it's on social media, doesn't add to selling a fight, you're absolutely deluded. Don't come to me and say, I don't need to know. I don't need to see the press conference. Yes, you fucking do, right? Because the end of Dubois' fight at the weekend was painful. Absolutely. Excru- I was watching it through my thing. I was. I put my hands over my eyes going, lad, stop it. Someone pull, get him away from, get them both away from a camera. Take a microphone out of their faces. You're not doing yourselves any favour whatsoever. Yes, the boxing hardcore are going to come to watch that fight. There's no question about it. But yeah. if, if you're a football fan watching that at the weekend because there's nothing else on telly, you're going, who are these two fucking jokers? What's this all about? It was hard to watch, wasn't it? What's he saying here? All right, Joe. <laughs> what are you saying about me? Fancy a fight? You'll get yours when I'm ready for it. You do, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Like, what the fuck are you two doing? <laughs> Shittest playground fight ever. Oh, mate, I'm telling you. Just the way that Joe ambled over to the corner. Going, What's he saying about me? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, mate. This however, a, however, yeah. however, however, don't defend it. You the, can't defend no, that. No, the four rounds that went before that yeah, were was great. fucking sensational. It was great. Daniel Dubois 
could well be the most exciting 21-year-old right. boxer on the planet. Right, with that, hang on. And I've just seen Tia Fimo two weeks ago. Hang on, don't you dare I've just seen Tia Fimo two weeks ago. Last week you were sucking Tia Fimo off, mate. You can't do that now. I'm allowed to change. Are you? Yeah. Because that's this show and we are fickle as fuck. Did you see the post I got on social media? Yes. About uh, changing once I had Josh Kelly on the that's phone? That's correct, that's correct, yeah. I, I reserve the right so to... If you, li- uh, if you listen to Fight Disciples last week, he was slagging Josh Kelly off. Josh Kelly came on our radio show on TalkSport at the weekend. Hiya, Josh, you are right, lad? How are you, mate? Can you believe people are slagging yeah, you off? you're absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> they don't know what they're watching, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> come on, pal. We'll Brilliant. come and watch you, mate. He loved it though, did he? He, he loved the crack. Love he loved the crack. There you go. That's how we roll on this show. We like to uh, we like to mix it up. We say stuff behind people's backs, and then when we get face to face with him, we give him a cuddle. <laughs> uh, it does need selling though. Come on, because this fight is a great fight. Yeah, you do need a little bit of something. You need a little bit of just show the highlight reels, then. Like, because they can't face off. You know, as I'll tell you what I'd Canal do. Canal Saturday night shown us. I'll tell you what I'd do with him. Do, do him uh, Keep them a million miles away from each other. Do you know the film Warrior with, uh, with Tom Hardy? Yeah, of course. When he just goes in and twats everybody and then walks out of the ring. Yeah. Doesn't do any interviews, doesn't speak to anybody. Do yeah. that. Do that with Dubois. Do that. Because mm-hmm. Dubois, Dubois fight at the weekend. I was it's like, hey man, this is a bit of me. This is proper. Did you see, um, I don't know it was Frank or BT, but they put the whole fight out for free on YouTube, like on their YouTube channel. Why not? Fucking look at this. Brilliant. Daniel Dubois is the biggest advertisement for this fight. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to say something a little bit here riskier. Here we go. Here we go. Record this. What, t- what mate, time it is, is it? Mate, What's it is. What are you today? talking about recording? It is recording. We're not just April talking 29th. in a fucking room, you I'm recording it. I'm is putting it out. Just check this is recording. 100% recording. April 29, 2019. Nick Pete's about to make a statement. Here we go. Daniel Dubois will smoke. Which one? The juggernaut. All oh, right. Okay. You'll smoke him. Statement number two. Go on then. Daniel Dubois will be heavyweight champion of the world. When? Statement number three. <laughs> Anthony Joshua will look up at Daniel Dubois at one point in his career. Look at that. From the back of the canvas. Look at that, eh? Eh? You're making big statements, son, aren't you? Eh? Feeling ballsy today. You're going in, aren't I've you? Had a good weekend. <laughs> It was his anniversary. I've noticed that people were sliding into your wife's DMs as Whoa, well, by the way. What's that all about? Listen, I'm going to have to... Listen, I could name names here. Do I it. could name names. Listen, you've made an error, right? Because you tagged your wife in the post. First of all, you being a soppy bastard is what you were doing. Yeah, because I was... I couldn't do this without you, my rock and all this. <laughs> Fuck off, right? I so, was getting back in the good books after the yeah. New York City. So have you told her that we're going back to New York City in four weeks? Not yet. Not yet. She all knows right. now. Okay, cool. So you've gone out for your anniversary dinner. I've noticed that you've po- you've gone for some proper, proper posh nosh. Proper as well. You proper. Need, mate, you needed a Burger King on the way home after that, didn't you? <laughs> there weren't enough on that plate, son. You've gone you've got Michelin star, haven't you? Your dad's seen it and went, one scallop. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking diabolical. But what you've done, you've gone in there, you've put a lovely picture of you and the missus on there. They've all yeah. looked at it and they've gone, Fucking hell, Petey's punching. What's going on here? The amount of punching comments have gone yeah. in here was outrageous. But you've tagged it in the post so everybody can then click on her profile and get stuck in. Yeah, right? but this is weird. Why would people try and DM my. It's my wife. Yeah. There's my wife there, look, anniversary. That's it. Fight disciples. And yeah. She's like. You've posted me here. I've had a hundred friend That's friend it. requests That's it. from Fight Disciples, and I'm like, the dirty fucking dogs. That's it. Like, there's me slaving away, giving them great content every week, That's award-winning it. shit for free. They're all for to, free. They're all trying to smash you. They're all trying to get in the misses and knickers. It's outrageous. Good lads. Well done, everybody. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm. Listen. 
Your names have been printed off. That's it. Your cards are You're marked. on the ban list. Don't, ever, don't ever try and win tickets to <laughs> us again. <laughs> You're not coming out with us again. <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> Go on. On Dubois, by the way. I thought he was magnificent. Mm. I th- Listen, that's what I want from my young fighters. And, you know, I know in commentary, like... My oh, young fighters? Who are you? He's taking too many risks. Yeah. But as a fight fan... That's what I, he's got to light the place up. Like that, that was that's not a great card. I'll be honest with you. That wasn't a great card on shit. BT. It was shit. Well, Dubois absolutely stole it. And okay, he can't rock the mic. It's just not in him. It's just not his personality. <laughs> but they should have a conversation at Frank Warren HQ and go. Listen, the kid's never going to be Conor McGregor. He's never going to be able to sell a fight. Agreed. Agreed. So let's do something completely different. Let's ban the media from speaking to him. Let's like make the gym off limits. Let's fucking put a piece of tape over his mouth. Yeah. And he's an animal. He's too wild and all this kind of shit. Even. Let's hide the fact that he's super quiet yeah. and pretend it's just because he's so out, outlandish. Yeah, yeah. Because he fights like he's outlandish. He fights like he's got a big mouth. He fights like he's a fucking lunatic. He's absolutely red hot. In terms of a talent, as a 21-year-old, you know what? I think there's, there's, a, there's a blog post coming in. I'm going to write a blog post, I think. Fucking hell, you ain't done one of them for a bit. I'm telling you. Because so, I think someone, someone got some action at the weekend. He's actually doing some fucking work. <laughs> I might dub it the Mayweather generation, because there's a there's half a dozen twenty one year olds, twenty twenty one year olds on the planet right now mm-hmm. that no doubt as kids looked at Floyd Mayweather, top of the Forbes list, thought I'm a I'm an athlete. What do I want? It? I want all the money as kids do. Blah blah blah. I want yeah. all the riches, baby. I'm going to go, I'm going to do what Floyd Mayweather's doing. And I believe this generation's coming into the sport now. And there must be half a dozen across the planet that are the future of boxing. And I'm telling you now, Daniel Dubois is one of them. He is the future of the heavyweight division. Absolutely. Performances like that, he proved he's got a cracking chin. He proved he's quite happy to bite down on his gum shield and let his hands go. Mm. He's a finisher. Mm. He's got everything. Absolutely everything. He lit this card. Right now, he feels like he's the fucking... He's the brightest star in Frank Warren's entire stable. Mm. But the, the mic thing is fucking him up. He's not a mic. He's not a talker. He's a million... Imagine if he was. Uh, well, imagine, imagine if he got on the microphone at the week and said, right, fuck this shit. I'm ready. I Me know. and you, Joycey boy. I know, but that's not him, on. is it? Yeah, but he's clearly not yeah, his personality. I know it isn't. I know it isn't. But imagine if he did. Yo, because God. that would... That would do even more yep. numbers vi- on social media than the actual fight itself. Yep. That would just go crazy. And then people would be going, fucking hell, he's this little young killer, 21 years of age, doing what he's doing. He jumps on that, mate. You make that fight. Then he starts his Joyce, as you're uh, proclaiming that he will do. Mm-hmm. Then you're starting to talk, when's he having a crack at AJ? Because oh, yeah. the, then the fans will do the noise for you, exactly. mate. Exactly. Exactly. Do the build-up for you. Uh, he's the, Literally, the whole the future is so bright for this kid. I just think Frank Warren and the team, they need to work harder on this profile. And if he can't talk, if he isn't getting media lessons behind closed doors right now, well then what the hell he is doing? This guy, he needs to be, you need to get him ready for the next big stage because we talk about it all the time. You can earn good money in fight sports. You can earn good money in boxing if you're, if you're very good, if you're a world champion. But to earn the quan, to get the gold, you know what I mean? The big stuff. Show me the money! You've got to have, you've got to have more. You've got to be able to sell yourself to the media. You've got to be able to 100%. engage with fans. 100%. And neither of these guys do that. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not Team Joe Joyce. I'm Team D- Triple D. Are you? Yeah, man. I'm in, I'm in camp with Triple D, aren't I? You're in camp now. Part of the team, aren't I? Listen, the fight is a great fight. We're excited it's about a wonderful the fight. fight. I want to see the fight, and I hope that they can make that fight. Joe Joyce has signed to Frank I tell you Warren. now, it doesn't happen this year. I don't think it happens this year. No, I'm, I'm just about to say that, all right? I know you're excited. I know you're giddy. I know you got laid at the weekend, right? But come on, concentrate on this, because I reckon Joe Joyce is going to be fighting May 18th, isn't he, on the Billy Joe Saunders on the card? Yeah. 
And just the noises that Joe Joyce is making, it doesn't seem... <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's too keen on obviously getting that fight right this moment in time because what is the win for Joe Joyce? For, du- for Dubois, it's a great win. You're taking on an Olympian, yep. a medalist. Do the business against him, everybody's going to be screaming your name. What does Joe Joyce get out of that? Because with all due respect, nobody knows who Dubois is right now. No. So it makes sense for him to delay that fight. I wouldn't say avoid the fight, but to to do everything in your path to, to go down do, other avenues. Do a lot of people know Joe Joyce is, though? No, not at all. But I think both these guys are at a similar level in terms of you? fame. With his Olympic... With, uh, his the Olympic silver medal. Well, I know yeah. he got robbed in the final and stuff like that, but I don't know. I think I think to the to the average fan, Joyce and Dubois are at a similar level. Okay. And they're both a level below, you know, the white rhino. I'll tell you what Pricey I want. And, Well, there you go, right? You just named the other fight. So I want them two to get it on. Well, they are. It's confirmed. No, no, no. Joyce and Dubois, right? Right, okay. I want that to happen. I don't think it will. I agree with you. But let's get that on. I know that it's been called for and allegedly terms have agreed, but the way that Joyce is talking, I don't think it's going to happen. No. Hope I'm wrong. Then you've obviously got Allen versus Price, which is confirmed for the the white undercard on July 20th. Yep. Great fight. Whoever comes out of that, whoever comes out of the other one, fucking hell, let's do it for the British title, man. That would be absolute flames, wouldn't it? It would be, but... You've got matchroom versus BT, then. Yeah, you? I think that, I think there's more chance. You know, Price Price knocks out uh, the White Rhino. I think there's more chance of Pricey getting because Pricey hasn't got a long term contract with Matchroom or whatever, and you know he will, he will go where where the best opportunity is. Whereas I think the White Rhino is after the way he's been treated by Matchroom and Sky Sports, like the, like a prince. Yeah, then there's no way in God's earth he would he would leave them. When we when we're talking a moment or two ago regarding Dubois and Joyce being able to sell this fight, compare it to that fight that we're just talking about now between Alan and Price, two personalities, two lads that yeah. have made the public fall in love with him. Think of the numbers that they will do. I know it's on a different card. I know it's on Dillian White's pay per view card. Yeah, but the amount of interest that will be in that fight compared to the other fight, I think, will be off the scale. I agree. And and how mad is that? Because the other fight is a better fight. Is a better fight. With two guys who are really just starting yeah, in yeah. their journey, whereas, you know, Price and, Price and the White Rhino, they, they're kind of... Um, last Chance Saloon. Yeah, it's a little bit like Last not, Chance not Saloon. Not for maybe Dave Allen, because I don't think anybody... Any, anything now is a bonus for Dave Allen. Well, yeah, Dave exactly, because he, he's got no business being here. But it's definitely thing. Last Chance Saloon for Pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is mad to think that that is... I think that the the... the I hate using the word casual, but the casual public, the guys that watch football that maybe dip in for the for the boxing, will be more interested in the Dave Allen, oh, David Price fight than they will be because with they're the bigger names. Oh no! Well, just because they promote themselves better, they get yeah. themselves out there better. People are aware of them more because they're existing in their phones, they're in social media land. You know yeah. what I mean? They're on there on Instagram doing their thing. The bigger names—that's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we enough. should listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the good thing is, two wicked fights. Yeah. Hopefully they as again. I just don't think the first one gets made this year, but it will get made eventually. Um, but they're both brilliant fights. Great that the heavyweight division is alive and well, and it's because the guys at the top are doing the business that it, it filters down, man. All it all filters down. Mm. But in five, six, seven years' time, and Daniel Dubois sitting on top of the whole lot of them, mate. Thank me then. That'll be a weird point, all that. Thank me then. Sitting on top of all of them. Listen. Your mind took you there, not me. Whatever whatever you're into. A lot of fights this weekend. I know that you were out and about, obviously enjoying anniversary and fending off people trying to get into your missus. Uh, But did you catch everything? Yeah, yeah, of course I did, yeah. All right, then we'll go Friday night. Sunday was fight sports day for me, 10 hours of it, straight. You blasted a lot? Literally. Okay. 
boxing and UFC. Uh, with it. Friday night into uh, the early hours of Saturday morning. Roman Dahini. I'm going to get loads of shit oh. there from Isil because I've probably pronounced his name wrong as well. But I'm going to go with Dahini because that's just the way we roll on Fight Disciples. We don't mm-hmm. give a shit. What a fight. I feel so bad for TJ, right? Because without those knockdowns, I think he wins the fight. The knockdowns yeah. have cost him, mate. Yeah. But what a great knock. He's actually... I, I, I threw him a bit of shade when he won his world title out in uh, out in Asia because I didn't think he won that fight. I thought he got a lucky decision. Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching him against Daniel Roman, I actually thought he was the better boxer. I thought he was better. It's just that Roman caught him and put him down a couple of times, and I thought, oh, what a shame, mate, because he was brilliant. You know what? It was that good a fight, though. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be oh, against the rematch. Like do it, do it again. again. You yeah, know, yeah. I thought Donny was brilliant. Um, and he just proved everybody wrong. Like no one expected him to go to Japan and win the world title. No one expected him to successfully de- defend it. And coming into this unification, I was like, Daniel Roman's a beast, man. But I'm like you. I thought Donny dominated the fight, but the two knockdowns. That was it. If you get dropped twice, you're never going to get a decision. So that's where he was struggling. But uh, you know, I think one of the judges scored it a draw, even with the two knockdowns. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the frustrating thing. And hopefully, and one judge has it six round apart. I did it four. And that was basically on the knockdowns. Because of knockdowns. That was it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I thought Donny was absolutely brilliant. Nice. And 100% would go for the rematch, just purely based on the fact that that was a fight of the year contender. Mm. Anyone that hasn't seen it, go and f- watch them 12 rounds and you will not Very be. contrasting styles, because you got... Yeah, that was what... Because styles the... make fights. Yeah. That's what made it. I love that. You've got styles make fights. Yeah, it was very contrasting styles, but two guys that showed an awful amount of bollocks. I know that we shouldn't... Well, I know we're going major on TJ, but Roman showed a lot of bollocks in there as well because he was getting battered at certain points. Yeah. There was a... What was it? Round seven, I think it was. Yeah. When Dahini, I'm thinking, he's going to finish it. Just fucking unloaded. He's going to fucking finish it. And fair play to Roman. He didn't go down. He stayed there, didn't he? Do you know something? There was a point when Dahini, he pushed him to the floor at one point and it wasn't classed as a knockdown. I think if he doesn't push him because he's battering him, if he just stepped back, I think he would fall in anyway. Yeah, yeah. He might have got that knock down, and, uh, and I think that's why. I think that's why. Hopefully, Matchroom will have a look at it and go, "You've got to do it again." Yeah, you've got to do it again. It's a great fight. Yeah, man, fight of the year contenders should always just be played back. I want to see round thirteen. That was fantastic. How um, surprising was Estrada absolutely battering the living daylights out of Rungvisai for nine rounds, and then obviously Rungvisai came on the championship rounds, but it was absolutely outclassed for nine rounds. Yeah, I just C- couldn't couldn't lay a glove on him. I just don't understand why Rungvasai decided... Rungvasai beat Estrada before. Yeah. And he, he was obviously a lot better than he was here. You're going to talk about stances now, aren't you? So why did he... In the rematch, why did you go, OK, well, I'm going to fight this as a southpaw now? No, he, he went orthodox, didn't he? He beat him as a southpaw. He, I thought he was southpaw and then went orthodox. He fought the majority of this fight as an orthodox, where he should sorry, have fought it as a southpaw. southpaw. Yeah, yeah. What I'm, sorry, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. a southpaw. Why would you change? If you've already got the beating of someone, especially when you're starting losing yeah, rounds know, as well. I know, I know. Why would you change? You're and then, fucking Lomachenko. And then when you change it at round 9, 10, you, you, start, you start battering him. I know. Weird. Weird. So I, I don't know whether it was Rungvasai kind of being a little bit too cocky for his own mm. good. Like fucking, well, I can do what I want. But um, it come up, it blew up in his face anyway because Estrada was brilliant and took that opportunity. And you always think when, it, when a rematch, the, the guy challenging is always going to be a better version of himself, better version than the first fight. And I think Rungvasai thinking, well, I'll change my stances for the second fight to prove a bit of a point. Mm. It, it, you know, it was, it was always going to backfire. Out, the yeah. interview with Strada at the end was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? He said, listen, man, you were well ahead. You got nine rounds in the oh. bike. Why did you end up going toe-to-toe with him? You might as well have just got on your bike and sprinted round the ring. And then his answer was just basically, I'm from Mexico. Yeah, fucking <laughs> tremendous. There you go, mate. We're in. Everyone <laughs> loved that as well. <laughs> Everyone loved it. It was like, mate, that's what it's all about. Of course it is. Tell your mate Canelo that. 
we'll, we'll, we'll find out this weekend, mate. Um, Saturday into Sunday morning. Um, did you watch Progress? Yes, of course I did, yeah. Outstanding. Wow. He, he's, actually, he's actually better than I thought he was. Because I just, yeah. originally when I've watched him, I thought he was just a banger. He just had bags of power and I thought that all he had to do is touch you on the whiskers and away you go. The way that he went from the first bell, targeting the body of Relic to slow him down because Relic's a pressure yeah. fighter. So you think to yourself, that's outstanding. He's yeah. just battering that body, absolutely weighing him in early doors to slow him down. And he stole his soul at the end, didn't he? Yeah. When, when he hit him with that body shot, I thought, Nick's going to love that. Nick's going to love a bit of that. Dropping him in the first round with that body shot that he did and nearly fucking crippled him. That was Relic done. Mm. They, made, they could have just stopped it then. He was done. Because after that, it took him about three rounds to, fr- to, throw, to throw the right hand again. He had that right hand literally stapled to his hip because he was terrified of getting hit again there. That's how hard he hit him. So the fight was done in the first round for me. I was really impressed with Progress. I know he's got power. I know he's got talent, but... I think it's easy to go, he was amazing, just because, but I think that shot in the first round literally took the fight out of Relic. He was gone, he was gone at that point. But you've got to deliver the shot, and he delivered no, it. And he did, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, it, it turned out to be a bit of a damn squib, the fight, for me. Because yeah, it was one-sided, definitely. Progres just completely dominated it. Relic had, he was terrified now to, to throw anything. The corner were going to drag him out even earlier than what they did. And obviously the finish would just felt absolutely inevitable. A bit gutted for Josh Taylor because I felt like when we haven't seen Progres yet with his back against the wall. We haven't seen Progres. I know on the commentary they were going like, whoa, that was a tough round. Was it? Fuck. Progres did what he wanted for the entire fight. Mm-hmm. He bullied Relic. After he, after he hit him with that first shot, that was it then. It was like, boom. It was, it was a matter of when, not if. And I think... We haven't seen progress yet. Have to go to the well. We haven't seen him hit yet. Yeah, now, is that not good? Well, it, I think that's good. It kind of could be good, but then I think you can answer a lot of questions when you see someone get wobbled a little bit. See someone get a little bit hit. You can go, okay, there's a there's a there's a glitch there in the matrix. I've, there's something to expose. There. But what about if there wasn't on. a glitch? Then then I personally think not knowing now, Josh Taylor obviously he's got to come through Branchy. Of course. So he comes through Baranchik, he becomes champ, and then we set up this fantastic unification. What a fight, by the it's way. A, it's, what a fight. Mate, it's fight of the year. Oh, All day long, it's fight of the year. What a fight. I just think it does wonders for Josh Taylor's confidence going into that fight, not knowing. If he'd have been come through it, we'd have seen his chin all over the place, and Wobbled he's come through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still there. You think he's like, fucking hell, he's like Terminator, that kid. Yeah. And he can box, and he can fight, and he can do everything. Because we don't know, I think that makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Because when Taylor does wobble him, you'll be like, whoa, here we go. Because Taylor will put it on him. Yeah. Because Taylor can do all the things that Progress can do. And I think because he's, he's slightly bigger and slightly longer, I think he's, he's better. better. Mm-hmm. But Progress seemingly has got that equaliser. Yeah. He's got that power. Oh, mate, yeah. He's got unnatural power it's for right, this though, division. It? It's absolutely brilliant. And don't don't get me wrong, obviously Josh has still got a big fight on his hands. He's got to, fight, he's got to beat a world champion to get there. But once that's done, Josh Taylor versus Regis Progress. Wow. <sighs> That is an absolute smoke show of a fight. But where's it going to be? Josh has had both fights in Scotland. Progress has had both fights There's in There's uh, no way that Progress is going to give him the thumbs up to go to Glasgow. There's no way that I think Josh Taylor would give him the thumbs up to go to no. Louisiana. No. Well, Josh is still looked after by the McGuigans, isn't he? Hmm. I would say. There's no way Barry McGuigan will sign off on him going to Louisiana. There's just no way. It, it could end up like. Vegas or New York or something. No, like it that. could end up like Callum, and, Callum Smith and George Groves. Could yeah, end up in the Middle right. East. You could be right. Neutral, neutral territory. Yeah. Appeases the, the paymasters of the World Boxing Super Series. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it ended Shame. up in the Middle East. Shame. But at least uh, the Scottish fans get the big moment with Josh fighting Ivan Baranchik because it's definitely yeah. happening May 18th and it will be his opportunity to become world wow. champion. I wonder if Progress will be ringside. Hopefully he is. <sighs> 
because they've got to get him in the ring afterwards. I think they will. to do a face-off. Amazing. Speaking of finals then, who would have thought that Nanito Delaney at 147 years of age was going to make the final, the World Boxing Super Series, mm. could well be fucking man fit, looking down against the new way. What a fight that is for Asian boxing. Mm. The legend, the, the, I know he isn't, but he will be, Hall of Fame legend that is Nanito Denae mm. going off against fucking Inoue. Who's still got a massive fight against yeah. Rodriguez anyway. But. Yeah, you just said that he's going through against Rodriguez. He will get through against Rodriguez because he's absolutely outstanding. But Nanito Denae... Denae does a bantamweight come bang. Yeah, but via default. He's got the via default, on it. I mean, Ryan Burnett pulled out yeah. because of his uh, back bad injury. back. And then you've got, obviously, what happened at the weekend with Tete. The Tete thing was weird, right? Gutted for Tete. Yeah, but I got told... I, I heard that Tete, his shoulder had gone about two weeks ago. Why wait? Why wait all the way to this point? Even fly, He was there, he was ringside yeah, yeah, for the fight yeah. the weekend. Why go? Why do that? Well, maybe they were hoping a couple of um, <clears throat> cortisone injections or something on the night might have helped it. He could have got away with it, but obviously he's probably out there um, getting medical assistance, whatever, and he pushed it. But no doubt they'll have, they'll have said to Steve, uh, Stephen Young uh, two weeks ago, listen, Tete's struggling. Yeah. Make sure you don't wait. You're on the bill because you're the replacement. Just make sure you don't wait. Otherwise, you ain't going to get this world title fight with Mm. Denae. So at least Stefan Young, you'd like to think, had at least two weeks' notice, even though he took the fight at two days' notice or three days' notice. I actually thought Stefan Young... He was great. I thought he did quite well. When you take a fight with a couple of days' notice and it's a world title fight, you can't ask for any more than what he did. He fucking went for it. He rolled the dice. He didn't just try and get through the 12 rounds. He just went for it. He had a twat of a pair of shorts on and a terrible hood. Like, what the hell are you wearing? Mm. But the shot that took that uh, ugh, that finished the fight though was outstanding. Damn, that was like a Hall of Fame highlight reel. Then he told the name, telling you, I know he isn't right now, but guarantee one day he will be in the Boxing Hall of Fame for the career he's had, and he's still doing knockouts like that. Yeah. Age forty. The thing is, unreal. We 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 were talking at the start of the show, obviously, about personalities in boxing and how you become um, viral superstars, how you, how you transcend, how you, how, you, how you appeal to the masses. Now, there's loads of different ways of doing it. We had um, a conversation with Tiafimo Lopez last week, right? He knocks dudes out, but then he show boats, right? Yep. Naz used to do that, and we loved all that. It's the Conor McGregor way of going about doing mm-hmm. stuff, right? Whereas Nanita Denaire, very similar to what we see with Josh Bawatsi, I suppose, in this country, knocks dudes out with serious power, and then just auto- within seconds, he's gone full gentleman, hasn't he? Yeah. Full gentleman, full spiritual. He's down by the side of his guy on his knees, praying, praying, yeah. all that type of stuff. And you think to yourself, that as well. Yeah. There's so many different ways of being able to do of course. and transcend the sport. And I just thought that moment, you just think, fucking hell, you're a classy bastard. You. Well, don't Fair forget when he, fought, when he fought Frampton. Yeah. He's out for dinner with Frampton and his wife together. He stayed in Belfast for next week. Apparently, he was buying everybody drinks. He was just, he's just a really nice bloke. You don't have to be the heel. You don't no. have to be the bad guy. You can be the good guy. Nanito Denae. Honestly, I think he is. Is a genuinely top bloke. Mm. And I don't think anybody in the whole of boxing is begrudging the fact that he's in the final of the World Boxing Super Series because of the person he is. Mm. The career he's had. Never walked away from a fight. Okay, moved up to featherweight gradually. Now he's back down at bantamweight, which at the age of 40 is no mean, <laughs> no mean, no mean feat, let me tell you. Getting that extra weight off it, once, you, once your uh, birthday starts with a four is not easy. Is it? I needed a bit of Quincy for me, and I put I've stacked that back on, haven't I? It's going to be interesting to see how it, him and Inoue, if it is Inoue, yeah, how they match up because you think Denner's bigger, yeah, but Inoue can absolutely just put you away with, with not even hitting you clean. And and Denner is still, you know, is 
is okay. He's forty now. Or he's I keep saying he's forty. He's, he's you know he's late thirties, isn't he? He's on his way to being forty, but he's been around forever, didn't he? And his fighting style has always been like a lot of those Filipino types that you know it's reflexes, isn't it? It's movements. And while that was good enough for Stephen Young, I just don't know whether those reflexes are strong enough at this stage in his career to avoid the kind of punches that a new way throws. A new way is a different animal, a different monster. But Japan versus the Philippines, World Boxing Super Series final. See that fight, I can see that going to Asia. I can see that. Oh, hundred percent. That ain't going to be in the Middle East. That'll be. That'll probably be in Japan. To be honest with you, I'd be surprised if a new way doesn't get that all the way to Japan because then, as we know, have gloves will travel. He'll fucking fight mm. anybody anyway. Speaking of uh, punches thrown, very uh, there was a lack of uh, punches thrown in the Robert Easter Jr. Uh, Francis Bartholomew fight. <sighs> How was that on the same weekend as Roman versus Dahini? And then you have Easter. Ugh, do you know what? I'm so disappointed because I'm a big fan of Robert Easter. Yes, yeah. Junior. And obviously when he lost to Mikey Garcia, I'm like, okay, let's see a reaction here. Let's see a big performance against Barthelemy. And, you know, it was a good fight on paper. Both guys have only lost once before. It's a good world title fight on paper in reality. It wasn't for a world title, was it? I think so. The former world champions. I don't think it was for a world, ta- uh, it world was, title. It was. It was the vacant WBA because both both belts got left. Was it? It was the vacant WBA, and then it was your mate's belt as well. What's it called? The fucking the cornflake one, IBO. <laughs> so the vacant WBA and the vacant IBO belt were both on the table, and they fought for twelve. Well, do you know why I don't sorry, know that? They danced around each other for twelve rounds. That's and it. And the belt stayed on that's the table. I switched off at round seven because I was that bored. You got a round further than me. I watched it Sunday because I avoided everything. Because I like to, you know, if I'm going to fucking do a 10-hour hit, I want to I want to make sure I'm on it. And then I got six rounds in. I'm like, what the? I'm going to have to look. And when I seen it was a draw, and then I read an article about it, and then I looked at some stats and was like, what the f- Off. Off. Straight up. Delete. Get rid of it. Like, Give them the stats. Ugh. Oh, the CompuBox stats. Yeah, well, yeah. This, is what, this is the main thing. So the CompuBox stats from Easter Barthelemy in Vegas on Saturday night. Easton Barthelemy combined to land 106 punches over 12 rounds. So for 12 rounds, 106. What's that? How many punches is that each? Just less than five a round. They landed five combined. Now, just to put that in some context, Atoro Gatti versus. Five each, that is. Five each a round. Atoro Gatti versus Mickey Ward combined. Same same thing. Yeah, yeah. Landed 110 punches in the ninth round alone. There you go. In their fucking there you go. fight. 110 punches they landed in a round. These two landed 106 over 12. That's how bad it was. Don't go and watch it. No. Stay a million miles away from it. It was awful. It was absolutely shocking. And the worst thing is, usually with... Split draw. Double... Yeah, a split draw. Usually a double whale title fight like this, you would go... Belts left on the don't, table. Did you, don't you ever refer to anything with an IBO of <laughs> one of the other belts as a double world title? A world title fight then, WBA. In fact, it was the WBA was regular? regular lightweight title, right. so it it's wasn't a, even a world title. Exactly. That's why I said it wasn't a world title. <laughs> Fucking trying to con me. <laughs> and nobody's walked away with the belts anyway, because yeah. they're all vacant. Okay, now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Stay away from it. It was absolutely garbage. Yeah, got news for you regarding uh, the WBC situation in the lightweight division uh, because we spoke to Tiafimo while we're out in New York. He reckons he's getting the shot. I can't see it, and I'll tell you why. Here we go. WBC lightweight confirmed last week that Mikey Garcia is vacating. He's going to go to 140. He's going to have a few knocks there. All right? So that's that done. That belt is well and truly open. Uh, Luke Campbell is the number one. You would think that he would be absolutely in line to get a shot at the vacant title. Luke Campbell, when speaking to us recently, says that he's going to be available in July. That matches where the WBC wants uh, to place this title. 
You've got Abdullayev, who is the number two. He's ne- You would think that they would make that fight. However, Ramadan's coming up, and with him being uh, a person... As a, yeah, all right. <laughs> we're looking for the words, that's all. He practices Ramadan, and he will be getting stuck into that, and therefore will not be available for that time frame. Devin Haney, who picked him as their prospect of the year? Number three in the WBC rankings. You would think with him just signing to Matchroom Sports that that fight would be very easy to make. Haney Campbell for the vacant title is highly, highly, highly likely. Leaving Tiafimo, who is number four with the WBC, maybe he can wait for the winner of that and get himself a shot at some point. But we know what the WBC are like. They don't like to call mandatory. So I would fully anticipate Tiafimo Lopez to pursue the Richard Comey fight uh, and try and get a, uh, his uh, hands on that IBF belt and then target Lomachenko because at the moment Lomachenko is nursing that broken knuckle that he uh, yep. he got against uh, Anthony Crawler and I don't think he will be back uh, for July. He's already come out and said that September mm-hmm. is the first first time that he will be uh, back this year. There you go. I know Big Eddie came out, didn't he, and said we've signed Devin Haney for a reason. We want to make him a big star and we're quite happy to do the Luke Campbell fight and he reiterated what you'd said. He said that... Uh, Abdullayev's unavailable. Garcia's obviously stay, you know, make the, vacating the belt. And um, his opinion was, why is Lomachenko? Why should Lomachenko get an opportunity? There's no it? way you should get a shot at the vacant belt, Lomachenko. No, you should go with the ra- rankings for the governing body, the WBC boys, and then once you've got a champion, no problem with making a unification. Yeah, but don't forget, he's only not ranked because the WBC. Yeah, of course, rank other champions. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't then automatically give a champion from a, for example, the WBA champion. He shouldn't get a shot at the vacant WBC belt. The WBC is the, rank- the world number one. Yeah, but the WBC have rankings for a particular reason. Luke Campbell's works his way up. He gets a shot. If yeah. the number two is not available, then the number three should get the shot. It should, that's what it should be. One versus three. Whoever then becomes the champion, yeah. no problem whatsoever then with going, right, WBC champion against WBA or WBO. Let's or go and unify. Let's go and unify the belts, yeah. But you shouldn't have a champion from a, another sanctioning body, I think, having a shot at a vacant belt. I think that's out of order. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but you, you know, you're trying to apply logic to the sport of boxing politics here and that's the fucking first mistake second mistake is so you think Lomachenko and Campbell could happen so, yeah, for the because, vacant belt yeah because I think Lomachenko is the biggest star in this weight division and WBC will want Lomachenko as their champion because he's you know pound for pound number one on the planet Bentis, arguably probably. I agree I, I'd look, listen I want my boy Devon Haney to get a shot of course I do because that would be take us a step closer to the big one Haney versus Lopez Cattrall versus Pete. It's not happening this year, that. The face-off. What one happened? year. One year our will prospects happen. will meet. Oh, no question. One year the our thing prospects is, though, will meet. Devin better put a little bit of timber on because my boy's going to 140 next year to clean up. <laughs> and before you say, he's already told me that, so he's not running anywhere, all right? He's going to get himself a belt and then he's going to clear off. Poor Tiafimo. His ass is gone. <laughs> His ass is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Triple G is split from Abel Sanchez. This came uh, as a bit of a bolt from the blue, but as we look a little bit more into the story, money, money, money. It's the root of all evil. Uh, Triple G's got himself a major payday from DeZone. He's then gone back to Abel Sanchez, offered him a few quid, less than what uh, uh, Abel Sanchez expected or what is, uh, or, or, or what would be uh, commonplace with a contract of that size. I feel sorry for Abel Sanchez. No, I'm not. Yeah, I feel sorry for Abel Sanchez, but I'll tell you one man that's going to benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Get Sunday on the phone. He knows what to do, doesn't he? <laughs> Get Sunday on. He mm-hmm. says that he's managed to create a guy with limited amateur pedigree, limited professional pedigree, 
to be better skill set wise than Andre Ward. That's the level of the man that we're talking. That's the level of the man that Triple G needs. Get on the dog, man. Get on them tippy tappy pads and get down uh, to London for a little bit of Sunday love. That's not happening either. <laughs> it's going to be amazing at the moment because he's obviously the hottest free agent commodity it's in Sunday. terms of yeah, being, a tra- being a, a va- you know to a trainer. So you know you're, you're probably going to look at where does he go? All the big Hall of Famers out there. Where does he go? I seen uh, one piece about oh, who the fuck was it now? Because obviously the obvious ones are going to spring to mind are like of Freddie Roach and people like that. Virgil Hunter, of course. Um, because of what they've done. But it seemed Buddy McGirt. Someone said Buddy McGirt was like right at the front of the queue. He's worked with Russian fighters before as well. So uh, all the noises I'm hearing are that it could well be Buddy McGirt. And he's in a similar place as where Sanchez was, obviously based in California. So not too much of a big change for, for Triple G. But Triple G come out and made this amazing statement lamenting Abel Sanchez's abilities and saying he's fantastic. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Thank you very much. I'm going in a new direction. And when I read that, I was like, okay, that's cool. But then Malabon Sanchez comes out and basically says, the fucking guy is made a fortune and now he won't pay me what I'm worth, so he's doing one. You kind of think that's a little bit naughty. But listen, it is what it is. As long as it all leads road, all roads lead to a Canelo 3. Don't forget, Abel Sanchez worked the corner for two Canelo fights and he lost them both. Rightly or wrongly, first one, of course, was wrong. Mm. Second one, I believe Canelo won because he was amazing. But the third, the, the rubber match, the third fight, maybe, maybe he's thinking... Abel Sanchez isn't a man to steal him to a victory over Canelo, and that's obviously what his legacy his legacy fight needs. How much um, how much money would you need to fight Anthony Joshua on June the first? Uh, less than Lewis Ortiz. Yeah. Less than Dillian White. Yeah. Less than you know all these other losers that are now being talked about. Losers, uh, Lewis Ortiz. Uh, Five million dollars was reported amount uh, that he turned down. We've been told that it's seven million dollars, and then the story is developed now. That Luis Ortiz, I don't know what to believe here, right? Or whether it's a Ortiz, bit of a screen. Yeah, Ortiz, but, uh, I would have took it for five, but my promoter, my promoter said we could get more. Yeah. So That's he's, how he talks. So he's prom- Cuban. Yeah. That's my Cuban accent. So his promoter has tried to play hardball uh, with AJ and his team in order to get more money. With Eddie. You don't play hardball with Eddie, mate. Bear in mind. This is the Eddie Earn business. Bear in mind, Luis Ortiz... Most amount of money he's ever been paid for one fight is half a million against yeah. Deontay Wilder. That's the most amount of money. Yeah, he's been offered ten times that, and his promoter believed that they could get more. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? The promoter needs sacking. Do the business yourself, mate. It's not hard, is it? It's not that hard. Phone goes, Teddy. Get onto your promoter and go. Is this true? Have I been offered five million? What the fuck are you playing at? Get the job done. Yeah, I'll take the fight at six weeks' notice. Yep. But as you alluded to on the uh, the radio show at the weekend, there might be um, uh, an alternate motive or an alternate reason as to why uh, mm. that fight hasn't been taken by the Cuban. And many others. Mm. There should be a long line waiting for the phone call. And there isn't. Why isn't there? Because the deuce, baby. They're all cycling deuce. <laughs> telling you. Uh, there you go. Listen, before we move on to um, <laughs> fights uh, this weekend... We're going to do something serious. Normally, we're just messing about and having a bit of a crack. Um, but you will have seen on various bits of uh, social media this week that Oliver Harrison uh, has uh, has passed away. A man that has trained some of our friends in this sport. Uh, a guy that's had an unbelievable amount of success, not only with professional fighters, but he did a wonderful thing uh, in his community, in his local community in the northwest of England. Uh, and I think, I mean, I can't 
come up with the correct words or the right words to to express what the boxing world have missed. All you need to do is go and read the words of Martin Murray, the Rocky Fieldings of this world, and in particular Jamie Moore's mm-hmm. uh, words uh, of what this man means to the world of boxing. Yeah, heartbreaking. And, um, you know, he's, he's literally half an hour. His gym's half an hour away from, from my house. And uh, so many, as you say, so many friends have trained with him. And Adam as a, a father figure and everybody in the whole of boxing. Nobody's got a bad word to say about him. You know, he was an absolute gentleman. And his gym doors were always open every time I wanted to do an interview with any one of his fighters. He was a quiet man. I didn't actually, I don't actually think I ever sat down and interviewed him. Never. Bizarrely. I once went to his gym, right? And listen, he was off camera and off, on off uh, microphone. Sweet as a nut. Oh, yeah. And then I actually asked, I think it was with Jamie, to ask him, do you, do you want to get involved? And he just said, no, 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 it's not about me. Yeah, yeah. That was his thing, yeah. Never, never once interviewed him. No, no, him. no. And I was there, you know, when Jamie was fighting Michael Jones and their trilogy fights for the Commonwealth and British title and, you know, I've been around him a lot. And, um, yeah, man, he's he's going to be very, very sadly missed. And as I put on the day, it, it felt like a British boxing's just a little bit less fun and enjoyable and as caring and loving as it is without him, you know, sad. Mm. Sad, man. Um, like I said... Please go and read um, the Instagram posts of Martin Murray, Jamie Moore, Rocky Fielding, and anybody else that's had uh, dealings with uh, Oliver Harrison. You don't need us to tell you that he was a top geezer and he will be sadly missed. Uh, this weekend, we uh, roll into Las Vegas. Not personally, but that's where the attention of uh, the, the world's media will be as uh, Sol Canelo Alvarez takes on Star Wars Day. Daniel Jacobs. One, was it? No. Um, May the 4th this weekend it's a Mexican bank holiday single de Mayo weekend <coughs> it is uh, Canelo versus Jacobs this for me is an absolute screamer of a fight I can't get enough of this when this was made I was so excited mainly because I'm one of those guys that sits in the camp of Jacobs beating Golovkin yep. a lot of people think I'm talking shite but that's where I'm at with it and that's why I think there's an opportunity this weekend for us to see something major I don't think we will but I'm just, just, just that uh, uh, doubt in my head. I, yeah, I'm just thinking in my head, come on, Danny, give it to us, son. Give us the moment that we all want. He's going to knock it. He's going to have to knock him out to get a draw because I don't think he's winning anything on points. No. Uh, because I think the, the, the scorecards are already in. Yeah. So Danny's going to have to come up with something special. But how, if you're a boxing fan or just, uh, just, a, just a, a, a person with emotions, how can you not want Daniel Jacobs to pull this off at the weekend? Exactly. He's just an absolute diamond geezer, isn't he? Yeah. It's, um, it's bonkers that, once again, Canelo fights for the world title at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, and he pretty much got the same judges. He got exactly the same judges at work in this weekend that did the same glo- the glove can fight. Did you not see what happens was, for those that don't know, Nevada State, they submit a list. I think it's of about 10 judges, right? They submit a list of 10 judges Mm -hmm. to both Canelo's camp and to Jacob's camp. Then, obviously, that goes back and forth for a bit because Jacob's camp's go, yeah, I'm all right with this person, this person, this person, this person can jog on. Uh, Same happens with the referees and all this. It's all about the officials. They go back and forth and then they they agree on who the referee's going to be and who the judge is going to be. Nevada State, right, in the 10 that they put towards the fighters... The name of Adelaide Bird was on the fucking list. Unbelievable. Serious? Unfucking believable. Oh, sorry, you know what? Believable. <laughs> believable. Because Adelaide this is Bird. fucking 
Absolutely, just yeah, as if Danny Jacobs is going to go boxing at the yeah. very top. Sam, we'll have, we'll have that. We'll go with a bit of Adelaide Bird. Anyway, you'll notice that Adelaide Bird wasn't on the list. She's no. not in there. No, mm. but Dave Moretti's on the oh, list. Oh, he's in. Glenn Wait, Feldman's on the list. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Moretti and Glenn Feldman. They, I think they just work exclusively as judges for Canelo fights. Mm. Go back Canelo's recent history of the last five, six, seven fights, whatever he's had, world title fights. Glenn Feldman and Dave Moretti are always judging. Always. It's like. I just don't understand. Is there no other judges out there? What? We'll do it. How? I I'll just, sit I just ringside. don't understand. How, okay, let's take Dave Moretti, for instance. I think Dave Moretti's done as he did. Um, Chavez, Golovkin twice. Now he's doing Jacobs. They've obviously done Rocky Fielding, but that was in New York. But all these fights in Vegas, Dave Moretti always gets the gig. And it, it's just mad. that why, why would you have the same judge every single time? Mm-hmm. It just alludes to... Bias because he gets looked at. Team Canelo, all right, Dave, fucking nice to see you again, our kid. Like, they must know him. That's how Mexicans talk. They must know him on a personal level at this point. He's been in the corner, he's worked, he's been at the fight so many times. Like, Moretti and Feldman may as well be, may as well just fucking turn up in Team Canelo t shirts because they do all of the Canelo fights. I just don't understand how that can be fair. Mm. Why? Why? I just, I just, it's mad. It's mad how to get away with it. The, the referee, fair, fair enough, you know, if the referee's the best referee on the planet, these are the biggest fights, that's fine. Like, Kenny Bayless generally gets the gig, but I think Tony Weeks has got the gig this coming weekend. That's cool. Tony Weeks is an amazing referee. Referees are different. Best referee in the world, you should, like Miles Lane for years, should always be the best guy, whoever's the best guy available. But judging's different, man. Uh, if, I was, if I was Danny Jacobs, if I was team matching, I'd have been like, get Moretti and Feldman the fuck out of there. They're always doing. The, why are they always scoring Canelo fights? Anyway, that's my that's my thing. Listen, I'm like you. For truth, justice, and the American way, I want Danny Jacobs to win this fight because he ain't no tainted beef um, exponent. By that I mean is he ain't a cheating fuck like nope. Canelo is. So I want him to have his moment. However, he had his moment and it was robbed from him. The greatest, the moment of Danny Jacobs' career, the pinnacle moment was beaten. Golovkin in New York mm. and the aftermath of surviving the cancer scare in his hometown. That that was his night. That was his fairy tale night. And some fucker ripped the last page out and wrote Golov- Golovkin on points. He got cheated out of it. And I truly believe that was his pinnacle moment. It's great that he's got this opportunity again. And I know he's had a couple of good wins since. I just can't see him beating Canelo in Las Vegas mm. on Cinco de Mayo. Mm. It, it's just not going to happen. I would love him to. Of course it would. I just, I just can't see it happening. And I think Canelo, I think he'll probably hear him early on. Uh, can, for, for me, Canelo, for all the shit we give him for being a cheat, oh, he's top. the second fight against Golovkin, he won that. He won that hands down. He lost the first fight. He won the second fight. You know why he won the second fight? Because he out Golovkin, Golovkin. He took the fight to him, stepped on the front foot and was just sensational. And for that, you're like, fuck, you, you, there's an argument for you to be the best. Yeah. Right now, pound for Mate, pound, there is. no question. But you're a drug cheat, so I refuse to fucking give you that accolade. Look at look at his body of work. Look at the guys that's on that resume. He's been doing this since we were 15 years of age. He's been in with the who's who of boxing. Yeah, there's been some dodgy ones. All right, He yeah. got beat against Floyd for, for play. That was not a split decision. He got beat. Yeah. End of. There's Abjur to fight. I thought to myself, ooh, that's a bit touch and go. Um, and then the Golovkin fights, of course. He is unbelievable. You look at the way this kid fights. His counter-punching is outrageous. The, he could do everything. You name it, he can do it. There's no question about that. But like you've just said, because he's you know been on the gear, he's got himself in a little bit of bother. It's very hard emotionally to connect with him. 
Um, like I'm the same as you. I think for Canelo, I think Canelo has to make a statement victory this weekend. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think he'll no, win on points. I think he'll win on points and it'll be quite comfortable. I think Jacobs will give him a good couple of rounds. But I don't think at any point you'll think Canelo is going to lose. It'll be it'll only be two or three rounds in it. Yeah. But I think Canelo will do enough for you to go, well, he's obviously won that. If any, if it's close, he's won. If he gets knocked down, he's won. He's going to have to get knocked the fuck out to lose this fight. That's just the way it is on Cinco de Mayo. It's Canelo weekend. And J- Danny Jacobs probably knows that. Hmm. Gutted. Anyway, it's a great fight. Make it's sure a good fight. Sure it, a listen, look. it'll be entertaining to watch because Canelo's one of the best on the planet, so you've got to watch it. Mm. Um, and Hachas against Funai. Who? And Hachas. And Hachas. Uh, for the IBF uh, Super Flyweight Championship. And Beterbiev is fighting uh, Kalajic for the IBF Light Heavyweight Championship. That's a, a top-ranked show that's happening this weekend. Um, again, you know what we think about Beterbiev. We've absolutely gone crazy about the kid. We think he's absolutely top class. Um, I just can't wait for those light heavyweights to all start mixing it with each other. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's it. Come on, boys. Come on. Put your shit together. Come well, on. that could be World Boxing Super Series next year. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you never know. Well, I know they couldn't do it this year because of the, 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 the there's so many of them on different contracts, but just the way the zone's going at the moment with everything else, it could be a lot easier come September to make the light heavyweight tournaments. Mm. And that tournament would be on fire. Mm. Obviously, Anthony Yard would win it, but... Sunday paid me to say that. On that note, we're out. Um, thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. You can get this on iTunes. Please subscribe. Oh, he's put his hand up. Why did you do this? I'm finishing the show. Why did you put your hand up now to speak? I just wanted to mention the fact that fightdisciplestore.com yeah. will be live this week with those hoodies and those tees and much more to come in the rest of the spring. So keep an eye on it. Happy? Very. Right. Make sure you subscribe to this nonsense on iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. You can get all Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. At Fight Disciples on Facebook uh, and on Twitter. And it's at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. And if you go on Nick's page, you can obviously then see a picture of his missus and you can slide into her DMs if you wish. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.